Barclays cannot get any better and Spurs cannot dig their hole any deeper. The events of this weekend happen. Oh my God, what the hell? <laughs> peak Barclays this weekend. No, it was no, peak Barclays. There's no such thing as peak Barclays. We will keep raising the bar higher and higher every single time because that it keeps happening. Yeah. Just when you think you've seen it all, that goes and happens. Ridiculousness. It's the end of season drama. It's my favourite time of the year. Mm. I, have my, I have my preferences like in terms of favourite times in a season. First three weeks and the last month. Yeah. It just turns into pure chaos. Also tends to be the best yeah, weather-wise as well. Are you mad? Have you been outside? Uh, not today, I haven't, but I have seen the today weather. Today nice, to be fair, but have you like, been around the last few weeks? <laughs> Did you see Sunday? It was yeah, pissing true. it down at times. It's ter- terrible. Mm. But not as terrible as Spurs this season is, is going this season. Because no, they're f- have to respect their fifth. Or sixth. That- Sixth. Just have to respect. <laughs> They're not doing as bad as we seem to be thinking they are. I don't get yes. it. How? How are they sixth? I no idea. This team has capitulated upon even even less than the standards that they already have mm. for themselves. They set their precedent last week, losing 6-1 to Newcastle, being behind after 10 minutes. Three nil, yeah. was it? Something like that. Five nil, yeah. Five nil down at half time. Yeah, but this time they went three nil after twenty minutes. Isn't as bad, guys. So let's just do that instead. Mm. It's just r- ridiculousness. Now three of their last four games have been defeats. Obviously, midweek to Manchester United was the draw. The other games have been defeats. I mean. No matter who's in charge, they just can't seem to get it going. I mean, like you say, 3-0 down inside 15 minutes this time. Curtis Jones, Luis Diaz and Mo Salah from the spot. So for all three of those goals, you could make a joke of. Curtis Jones, A, has been naff for Liverpool. He's Mm -hmm. not met the potential they probably thought he was going to be. Luis Diaz hasn't played for months. And Mo Salah can't score a penalty to save his life. Exactly. And all three go and score this weekend and you're just like that's probably the most Spursy thing ever but it wasn't as we found <laughs> it just wasn't oh, yeah. they, they could go even worse than that they literally created the actual de- dictionary definition of Tottenham yeah. this week <laughs> uh, I, I, we can talk the whole game as we, we want but there's no point it was the end that made this game iconic very simple mm. Tottenham come back from 3-0 down, which, credit to them, you yeah, got to give up that one. Fight in them. Harry Kane adds to his tally. He, he's going to break the Premier League record until he moves abroad in the summer, of course. Ooh, I don't think he no, that support. wasn't me claiming, that was me joking. <laughs> I was about to say, he doesn't go abroad. We don't know, do we? Who knows? Mm-hmm. And... Then the second one from Son, it was a very good ball. Again, Kane was involved in that, and Son just timed that run beautifully. Perfectly. Yeah, absolutely perfectly uh, timed run, and then to put it past uh, Alisson in goal, 
great goal and you think okay 3-2 the comeback's on there's life in Spurs yeah. 10 minutes to go can they nick a point here I really did think they were going to do it and I was also hoping they were doing it after other results happened we'll get to that of course this game was the only reason I wasn't depressed as much that day uh, it got me out of the slump that I was found <laughs> myself in but yeah the third goal Liverpool conceded a free kick in the added time it's swung in. Who's at the back post? The Brazilian. The man who's done nothing all season for Spurs. Technically, he has. He has taken his shirt off more times than anybody and still hasn't had a goal given to him until this weekend when he got the goal. It was a shit header. <laughs> Just about yeah, winning. But I think if he actually hits it properly, he gets saved. Yeah, I think uh, it's one of them, and it's like you're, you're glad you didn't get it properly because it made it more difficult for Allison to then save. Mm. Richardson, he goes over to the Spurs fans. He sh- the shirts off again, as it has been for every goal he's scored this season. And of course, he busts out the the pigeon. It's back, guys. It's like the World Cup all over again. Richardson mm. is back, the quality player that he is. Nothing. The, CP- will... the CPR has been brought back to life for the chick uh, for the pigeon. Nothing can, ru- nothing can ruin this moment for him. Um, upsteps Diogo Jota to do exactly that. Forget Diogo Jota, upsteps Lucas Moura. Well, yeah. <laughs> oh, gosh. They brought Lucas Moura on and he did that? Yeah. What a ball. <laughs> Pass of the season. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Diogo Jota ends up being put through and he scores. Should have been on the pitch, though. Yeah, that's a debate in itself we can have afterwards, but 90 seconds after Spurs get their equaliser, thinking they've salvaged the points, they create their dictionary definition in that moment. Mm -hmm. Anyone wants to describe Tottenham Tottenham for us, just show them that video. Show Mm. them a clip of that three minutes. Yeah, I mean, it just personifies Tottenham. It really does. Laughable. And I guess now, I guess, if you want to talk Diogo Jota, whether he should be on the pitch or not, it is dangerous. It's mm-hmm. a very high foot, but it also, I get why nothing was, like, it wasn't, a, I get why it wasn't a red. Oliver Skipper still put his head in and gone for it. I know he, I'm trying to see from the referee's perspective in this. Thought you're putting that face of, are you serious? I was like, I know, I know. I would want, be, I'd want him sent off as well if that happens with a Villa player. Inexcusable. Should have been sent off. Stud showing. He's cuts on his face. Yeah, he did bust him. <laughs> if he needs stitches, that tells he you. Shouldn't you, know. be on, you shouldn't be on the pitch. Like, it's one of the few times I'm ever agreeing with Graeme Cena. So I don't know if you saw his stuff after the game where he's saying, it's there. It's called video assistant referee. It's there to assist the referee, and it's getting it, they're getting it wrong. Whether it's an experienced referee or, or what, you're just getting the decisions wrong time and time again. There's there should be no question marks over whether that's a red card. You see it straight red, nothing, no qualms over anything. Whether that means the game ends free free or a different outcome, but it's a hundred percent a red card. I don't know. How he stays on the pitch for that? I really don't. 
Yeah, it's a fair point. I find it quite funny that it's taken you all this time to agree with Graham Souness as he's announced that he's leaving. Well, <laughs> we can agree on something for once then, as he's leaving. But... <laughs> I, I thought about making a joke before, and you know, it's a massive shame that Sky announced a very lovable figure is leaving the TV screens this weekend. Graham Souness, guys. <laughs> I thought he was going to say, oh, and Graham Souness is going. No, I was going to say, oh, and Jeff Stelling. <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah I, I i'm gonna love to see what kind of excuse the pgmol come out with to re- into regarding well, the, why uh, that wasn't a red card they've got enough things to worry about of course stuff happened off the pitch as well jürgen klopp i'm so 50 50 on it because i want managers to be animated because mm. that's the beauty of football emotion yeah. passion Probably shouldn't be doing it in front of the referee for officials. Face though, like that's maybe not ideal. Yeah, sure, the passion, but you've got to know where to draw the line. Yeah, draw the line and don't get injured in the process. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you may be the first manager that I can Honestly, think of it's, that's pulled a hamstring celebrating a goal. Like the whole three minutes of everything that happened, and y- y- Jurgen Klopp breaking his hammy. <laughs> Even when Just, Jose Mourinho won... Too much it was there to unpack in that whole mm. scenario. Jose ran the length of the touchdown when Porto knocked out Man United in the Champions League all those years back and he didn't pull his hamstring. Jürgen Klopp, you've gone about four or five yards, if that, and you've done your hamstring. How <laughs> oh, wet. Jose did his stretches, he was prepared for that one. <laughs> yeah, true. Um, yeah, Jürgen was spending a lot of time on the floor as well. But it was the one chance that he just collapsed to his knees. And <laughs> yes. like, yes, I know I'm not going to get that from my manager because he's he's too classy for that. But <laughs> yeah, who and I, no, who no, uh, Jürgen, <laughs> keep keep at it. Mm. Uh, where does that leave Spurs then for the rest of this season? Because they've got uh, four games left. 54 points, so we said they're down into sixth now. Level on points with Aston Villa, who we'll get on to in a second. But Brighton have got three games in hand on them and are two points behind them. Can Ryan Mason salvage anything for the rest of the season? It's such a weird thing because they've come from behind now in two games. So they've got at least a bit of fight in them. Mm-hmm. That can't be denied, even if they're not winning the matches. They need to be doing that for 90 minutes. They're relying too heavily on being able to counter-attack against teams. Yeah, You're allowed perfectly. to do that against Manchester United, who were attacking you the whole 90. And Liverpool, mm. who don't care for defending whatsoever. <laughs> no. But, yeah, Klopp said that um, in his post-match press conference as well, like, uh, you can't just be trying to do counter, counter-attacking football. Like This team is too good to do just that. I mean... Looking at their so last I have to stop this because it was funny that he said, right. but they also conceded three goals against your team who can't be asked to defend. Maybe you should focus on getting your team to defend as well. Yeah, and, and hold better. a 3 0 lead. <laughs> Just... <laughs> yeah. uh, but uh, looking at Spurs' remaining games now for the rest of this season, they play at home to Crystal Palace this week. Then next weekend, uh, the 13th, they take a trip up to the Midlands to face Aston Villa. Uh, penultimate match day, they are at home against Brentford, and then final day of the season, 
they travel to Elland Road to take on uh, Leeds United. So I'd say two in a well, one definite winnable game. I'd say that last game of the season against Leeds. Palace, I'm not too sure against. Palace should be a winnable one. You would think so, but yeah, it's one to... of them. Like, I'm not Palace going to sure. care? They probably will. Mm. And then Brentford and Aston Villa, they could be fighting them for that final uh, potential European spot, seventh it's or eighth say, place. Like, Brentford are in the race all of a sudden. Mm. It's only four points. Yeah. Like, and they're not losing again. They've found their, their way. Exactly. So it's one of them where it's not going to be an easy uh, end to the season for Spurs. Yeah. And it's not going to be an easy end to the season for another team as well. Is this where we move on? And yeah. Yeah. Gutted is the, is the word. Not disappointed. Just, just sad. Really. Mm. Yeah. Obviously with T talking about Manchester United beating Aston Villa by one goal to nil. Uh, Bruno Fernandes with the only goal of the game, which was his 100th goal in club football, which is absolutely incredible. Bastard. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I wouldn't say it was a top-class Man United performance. They did what they needed to do to get the result. The grind did it out realistically. I think it was... Um, a much better performance than what they had in the second half on Thursday night against Spurs, but I'd still say there's some improvements that need to happen. What what you benefited from was having possession. Yeah. Then a majority of possession, you were allowed to dictate everything we d- didn't get on the ball mm-hmm. enough. Yeah. Well, at least definitely not in the first half, but the first half was basically just long balls over through balls from... United that were offside every time. Did you see it was six offsides in the first 25 minutes? Yeah, it was ridiculous. Yeah, our high line was on it, but also the heart attacks it was giving me every single time. I was like, oh God, <laughs> no. I mean, we finished with uh, seven offsides in that game to Villas. Well, like way more than that. <laughs> mm. but, um, yeah. It's... The goal was lucky as well. Can we just, uh, yeah. Did you think the goal was lucky? I would say... Uh, on a better day, Emmy Martinez saves that. Yeah, the pitch, the conditions. I didn't want to say the the weather was as an excuse, but it weren't great. Was it? Players no, were slipping all over the place. It was pretty bad. Yeah, I mean, there's nothing you can do about that because no. Manchester always has shite weather, and and also always the goal is a deflection. It yeah, deflects off constant diving, you know, and I, I just wonder if even Martinez or Mings blocks that on the line if it, that doesn't deflect. I think Martinez gets a proper uh, hand to it better if uh, it doesn't take that deflection. Yeah, God, Bruno Fernandes. That's it. He's become the new like top hated player by all Villa fans. <laughs> he already was admittedly beforehand, but now it's just firmly established that guy has scored joint most goals against us and another team. It was a sixth goal against us, so that's not. Join most of a different team. Uh, I don't know who it would be. Bobby Wolves. I, I can't remember. But yeah, he's a good player. He's just a, a dick. <laughs> he's a bit <laughs> of a, a moaner. Just a dick on that pitch. Oh, he tried to win a penalty at one point and that got the abuse from Villa fans, which then led to the celebration where he just goes into the corner and just stares at them. Mm. Well, he then, also loved the. He he's there, Martin. I'd respect you if I 
had to love you and support you as a player for my team. If you're not, I fucking hate you. <laughs> yeah. And then the Villa fans uh, celebrating and cheering when Harry Maguire got subbed yeah, on. Oh, I was, honestly, I was begging for that substitution. Like, well, we've got a chance here if he comes on. <laughs> oh, God. Because, like, you know what? It's because Victor Lindelof decided to turn into the world's greatest centre-back. To be fair, he's not been too shabby. It was a great like, block. I'll give him that. That was a sensational mm-hmm. block on the line. Yeah. To be fair, that back four has surprisingly done quite Luke decent. Luke to be fair, has done decent. Give him his credit. I think I, think I saw a stat earlier. Maybe wrong. That in the nine times he's played as a centre-back, like the left-sided centre-back he has in the last. It's weird. Is... He seems to be better at doing it when it's the four rather than the three. Yeah. And it was good to see uh, Casemiro back to playing his better self because he had been off the boil for a few weeks. But... I've, I've, yeah. I've, I've had my own thing on him in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just worried. Like, yeah. We've said this about Luke Shaw. Fucking Southgate's probably watching this now going, I found my Maguire replacement. <laughs> no, Maguire will still play centre-back. Maguire and Shaw in, in centre-back. Oh, gosh. Eric Dyer on standby. Somehow, but after this week, yeah, I was going to say how. <laughs> With Southgate, he will somehow get in there, won't he? Yeah, and he was there as well at that game. <laughs> mm. It was like it wasn't Dyer, it was Romero. Oh, it was the keeper's fault. It, was it even the keeper's fault? I thought he was one of the decent players, actually. It wasn't, but you know what Southgate's like—anything to keep the blame away from his players. Yeah. Anyway, if you remember the weekend, we put our little bets on. We said, mm. when's the referee going to fuck Villa over? Technically, it didn't happen. But no. there was one moment where I'm going, eh? Are you serious? How did Casemiro not get a yellow card in this game? The one tackle on Jacob Ramsey. And this yeah. was after the one where Bruno Fernandes tried to win a penalty. He couldn't have been any lighter on that tackle. It somehow he wasn't booked. Mm. I felt there was only two bookings in that game. Yeah, they didn't, he didn't book anyone until like the eighty-seventh minute. Like I was going to say, even John McGinn should have been booked at one point, and he just didn't yeah. because he set the precedent early in the game. That, well, that slow tackle was not a yellow, so you can't give that one. Yeah, because it was only Fred and Malassia that got booked, and Malassia was in the 95th minute. So, John Malassia's oh, fair play. Troy Horry was about to go forward, and he just pulls him back by his shirt. I'll give him his marbles for that one. <laughs> <laughs> fucking, it's one of them where that's you're like, not getting like, past you me. Fucking, <laughs> yeah, you're not doing anything. Fuck it, I'm take, I'll take the yellow card. I'd have let him run anyway. It's only Troy Horry. Well, yeah, he's not going to do anything with it, is he? He could only score when the ball comes to him first time. Exactly. Um, so the result for United keeps them in the top four uh, on It'll 63 points. You'll get it. Yeah. Uh, we've got a game in hand over everyone. Well, the two teams above us, Arsenal and Newcastle. So we've got two games in hand over Spurs as well. So You won't be playing Brighton on Thursday, but I still think you've got enough there. I now ask United to do us a favour and beat Brighton, please. Mm. I think they're very much capable of doing it. And United's home form, absolutely incredible. The third best in the league. Yeah, I hadn't realised until like, it was before the game. You've only lost once at home and it was to Brighton and that was the start of the season. 
Yeah, and I think the only other loss we've had at home in all competitions other than that was um, Real Sociedad in the Europa League. Yeah, Fortress. Yep, bringing it back to its glory days. Yeah. Actually, while we're still on United, I guess, do you want to talk ownership? Because there was all the stuff beforehand with protests. A lot of the reports now that the Glazers are going nowhere. And even the man who has looked at almost the oracle in the sense of, right, we could avoid the state ownership and have someone decent like Jim Ratcliffe. I know it turns out he's he's in bed with the Glazers all along and he's happy to give them 50-50. Well, from what I've made of it, um, so his, his valuation of the club is apparently bigger than uh, Sheikh Jassim's, uh for it. And he would have majority control and they would have about 20% each Joel and Avram Glazer. And he would make all uh, like the big decisions, but like everything. Uh, that's what I've seen from reports. Um, he would take like most of the decisions and most of the money and everything and helping uh, to rebuild uh, Old Trafford and Carrington. There's been nothing um, else saying like, what would happen or when we're going to hear a word from the Glazers and whether Sheikh just seem like what's his stance on the whole thing will he make a bid that will uh, put Ratcliffe to bed or will he pull out is uh, un- uh, unknown at this minute in time it wouldn't surprise me over the next two weeks if we hear more on it um I think it's just going to be a very complicated process, but it's just one that you, well, many, many United fans, hope that gets sorted over the uh, end of the season and before the summer window. And obviously, a lot of United fans now looking at this whole Jim Ratcliffe story, where he apparently is happy to have the Glazers to stay on. Well, well, they just don't want him now. They want the Glazers fully gone, and will happily take state ownership, even if it is by the Qataris at this rate. Yeah, it's one of them things. I don't fully understand it, being a fan from the outside. But like, you, obviously, because the Glazers have been that bad, you will take anything. That's where you're now at as a Manchester United fan in that regard. But you just want what's best for your club. That's all it is yeah. at the end of the day. Oh yeah, a hundred percent. And we know, like every links with the Middle East isn't going to come cleanly. I think everyone's not hiding behind the fact that that's the case. But Either way, it doesn't seem great. It's that, the state ownership thing, or it's this part ownership. Where, which will keep right, the right, on. Yeah, you don't know for right, 20%, but they're still going to have a say in things. Yeah, and it doesn't guarantee, like, how do you know he's not going to end up going down the same route? Like, there's all that that's left in limbo for United fans. So I think there's a lot uh, that are just wanting like a clear picture as soon as possible and that something else can happen and that the Glazers aren't involved at the club by next season. Yeah, I agree. And um, Move on. We'll go through the rest of the Sunday results first. So Man City, 2-1 win over Fulham. Top of the league the moment mm-hmm. is, is there yeah and it's hard to see them falling away they weren't great at this but they did 
well to grind the result out in the end. The story is Erling Haaland has equaled the Premier League record now. 34 goals. 34 goals, yeah. Tied with Alan Shearer and Andy Cole. Yep. That's funny, isn't it? All those goals, the Alan Shearer 34 and the Andy Cole 34, weren't even at the clubs that they're most known for. Yeah, because Andy Cole was at Newcastle and Shearer was at Blackburn at the time. It was the seasons before they got their moves. Yeah, although Shearer... Shearer maybe was slightly poor, yeah. I was going to say, it's probably one of you. I think that was his most... 93, 94, maybe. Was that they, they won. Was this... 94-95 was the Blackburn title season. I thought that's when he scored the goals, the 34 goals, was that title winning season for them. But I'm not sure. That's Yeah, then he, he obviously moved to Newcastle 95-96, Yeah, and then uh, Coley went over to Manchester United. Yeah. Such an underrated striker, I feel, Andy Cole. Yeah. I think he doesn't get that much love and appreciation. Like you always hear when you hear about top strikers in the Premier League year, it's always Shearer, Henri, Drogba, Rooney. I think because we've Andy Cole, Kane. it was only it was only like five years, wasn't it? Five six years, roughly. Mm. You're going like after the United treble season. Did it carry on after that? Not really. Yeah, because I think he ended the Premier his Premier League stay with a hundred and eighty odd goals, hundred and eighty six, I want to say, which is still incredible. Like, it's phenomenal. Should never be like, understated whatsoever. Yeah, uh, hundred eighty seven, and he's fourth all time Premier League goal scorers. Well, now technically third, as Harry Kane moved joint second this weekend. Yeah, you got that one. Uh, back to the game, though. Man City done well. I somehow managed to avoid Julian Alvarez's goal. Oh, my Lord. What a goal. Is, what a goal. Like that. The ones they just hit, and then it just swerves over the top of the goal and goes to the side. That, instead of it curling in, it just swerves like over to the opposite side as well. Beautiful. Love a goal like that. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Top, top uh, finish and from him. Not fair that they have Harlan and him. Yeah, like that's just ridiculous. But yeah, um, <laughs> got the win they needed to City, and like you say, that's the motion of a team that you just don't see slowing down anytime soon. Yeah, eight wins in a row. Um, mm. So they're on that usual streak. They seem to find at least one point every season. Arsenal yeah. have got to beat Chelsea on Tuesday tomorrow. Actually, it's yep, on the recording tomorrow. Yeah, so we'll go for the rest of the games now. Newcastle three, Southampton one. The away team are goners. Yeah, it all started so well for them as well. Just before the break, Stuart Armstrong yeah. getting the goal. And you think, oh, are they going to throw the cat amongst the pigeons here and get a shot result and get that start of a revival? And then Callum Wilson comes on at halftime and that ruins all hope for Southampton. Yeah. Callum Wilson? Not he's found a bit mm. of form. Nah, that's Two goals and one disallowed by VAR as well. I saw a stat last night saying he's now scored the most goals in a calendar month in Premier League history. Yeah, Shearer was on match of the day and found out. Was like, oh, you have to go find out these stats, don't you? <laughs> Unless it's nothing better when you hear a stat like that and you just see Alan Shearer's reaction. Yeah, but yeah um, I have to agree, Southampton, 100% gone. It's just one... a matter of when. Yeah. Yeah, there is one more game or something, but I'm going to leave it because I want to leave all the relegation talk 
to the end. So I'm actually going to go straight to the one Saturday result. Brighton 6, Wolves nil. What the fuck? Yeah, I have no idea. Wolves, what were you, you playing at? It was so funny. Four at half it's like nine. Villa Twitter was just like, Wolves, come on. We know you want, want you've been help. You've done it before with us. Let's just try and, and be friends for a second. Six minutes later, not one nil Brighton. Fuck off. Mm-hmm. Six minutes later, two nil Brighton. Ten minutes later, three nil Brighton. As we haven't even got to forty minutes and we're four nil down here. Embarrassing performance right. of Wolves. It was so unexpected. I can't believe I'm just looking at it. Apparently they had ten shots. Yeah, ten shots, two on target to Brighton's twenty-two shots, eight on target. It's mental. I don't understand. It's, I don't think uh, Wolves fans fully understand what the hell <laughs> happened here. Is it just the season's over now? We can't be asked until we play yeah. our big rivals next week. Yeah, all goal scorers got a, a brace as well. So Dennis Undev with a brace, Pascal Gross, it's, and Danny Welbeck. Brighton strikers don't score, and yet both of them score twice. Yeah. I had no idea. Danny Welbeck was player at the match. Mm, it's just, yeah. I have no idea what to say to that. Oh, he's just. Yeah. Where was this Brian in the FA Cup? I'm trying to even think. Silas was trying to come up with like a joke, but I couldn't think of anything. Shocking, United don't deserve it. <laughs> Can't wait for City to pull me Go for the other Saturday results now that probably don't matter. Palace 4, West Ham 3. What? For all the games, goals, does not goals. matter. This this was the end of season game. Nothing on the line. It's just it's just pure vibes. Mm. It, it's come three weeks earlier. Yeah. Like, mental. It's mental. That's all I have to say to that game is mental. <laughs> And I, I love that it was seven different goal scorers mm. as well. So Suchek, uh, Antonio and Agard for West Ham, Eze, Schlupp, Zaha and Ayu for Crystal Palace. Great. Uh, the result sees them leapfrog Chelsea for now. Uh, Fantastic. The, Blue- <laughs> the Blues have played two less games and like we said, they're playing tomorrow. Uh, whilst Chelsea. West Ham... The way if it goes, Chelsea generally can finish like fifteenth. Yeah, and it wouldn't surprise me at this rate. Be horrific for that for them if that happened. Uh, yeah, for them, hilarious for everyone else. Yes, but now we have to focus on blow them because the relegation battle again took its twists and turns. Start at the Saturday result: Brentford two, Nottingham Forest one. Heartbreaking. The pure definition of heartbreak that was. 1-0 up at half-time. Danilo with the goal. You think they're going to get this shot crystal. 82nd minute Ivan Tony levels it. 94th minute winner from Josh. Not good enough. It's not good enough. When you're fighting for your life, you've got to be on it. Yeah, you really do. And And you can't be allowing that. As told to you, multiple time Champions League winner Kaylor Navas, this is not the same goalkeeper. Nah. Gone on. Is he just realising? PSG well, have ruined him. For a year. 
That and the fact he's only here for a year, so it's not going to affect him in his life, is it? And, that, and if they go down, it's like, it's like the last player you want down there when you're in a relegation fight. Mm. Uh, and then the other game on Sunday that we haven't spoke about, Bournemouth beating Leeds, four goals to one. They're so nearly being... Well, they are in it. A point they're, in. they're just looking at that right zone. now. Three teams have been worse overall this season, but I really think they are going because nothing is being salvaged. It's mm. a mess on and off the pitch. Yeah. I mean, it's just horrendous. I mean, there's been talk today, uh, the last hour or so, that potentially um, they might think of Sack in Happy before the end of the season. I think there's been talks about whether they decide to. Yeah, it's nothing. Not going to do anything whatsoever. You're just putting a band aid on yet again. People did Gracia probably wasn't mm. the right appointment in the first place. You just got to see out the season with him. That's all you got to do. Yeah. It is. Like, you can't expect to bounce back, even if you bring in a new manager. Three four games. Manager. It's just one of them, you've got to accept your fate now. Yeah, I don't get it. And there's the statement that has come out. We've recorded a bit later than we usually would. And thankfully, Leeds decided to sign up perfectly with this statement that they put out. It's just bad. The whole atmosphere around the club yeah. is terrible right now. Mm, there's just nothing going for them. It's one of them where they just want the end of the season to come quickly. Yeah, there's that. But surely there, there isn't a club out there that could be even worse. One that happens to be playing tonight as such a massive, massive six points there with another team involved in the relegation battle, is there? Mm. Oh yeah, we do happen to have um, a good relegation six point here tonight. Everton versus Leicester City. This is going to be Man. so so much tension with <laughs> this. I think, the lo- well, if a team wins this, the loser is gone with Southampton. More in case of Everton for me. Not so much Leicester. I still think they have something in them to to salvage, whereas Everton, I think if you lose this, I, I can't see it. Yeah. I mean, just we all thought Sean Dyche would be able to produce a bit of magic, get them out of there, but this is a club that I think it needs to happen to them now, this relegation. What this is, isn't it? This is now in a situation that Villa were in in 2016. I've discussed it before on past podcasts. I'm seeing it happen in real time with Everton. The exact same situation. Owners who don't care. Fans who hate the owners that don't care. Fans who then also hate the players who they don't think are fit to wear the shirt. Players who just clearly don't care as much. And And also are not good enough. It just it's all round levels of bad. They need a season in the championship to rebuild. Yeah. Maybe even more. Because like, sometimes it will take that. Just oh, yeah. look at Aston Villa right now. We were in that boat. Newcastle mm-hmm. were in that boat. It's possible to turn it around. But you do have to hit the low parts as well. Yeah. And 
I just think it needs to happen sooner rather than later. And I think defeat tonight would 100% condemn them to the championship. I just don't see them getting out. Um, like you say, it's now, I'd say... I'm, the reason I condemn them as well is because I look at their fixtures. After tonight against Leicester, it's Brighton, Man City, Wolves, Bournemouth. Yeah. The only saving grace there is Wolves and Bournemouth are going to have nothing to play for. Yeah, but I think they're only going to get like a draw there. I couldn't. I don't see them picking up victories in them games. But of course, the Bournemouth game, which is the last game of the season, could be completely irrelevant. Well, even the Wolves game could be theoretically. Yeah, like it's not looking great. No, it really isn't uh, any saving grace for the Toffees. No, it's worse as well with like Leeds and Forest who you could still say have got a bit to them if they are losing games. Only mm. only one of Leeds and Forest is going down. I think Leicester are actually gonna be fine, personally. Yeah, I mean I look at Leeds is running. Away to Man City this weekend, home to Newcastle, away to West Ham on the penultimate weekend, and at home to Spurs on the final day. Mm. But interesting Where, I was uh, I was looking at Leicester's fixtures as well. They're quite interesting. They have Fulham after this one. Then they play mm. Liverpool, Newcastle and West Ham. Okay, it's not too easy. And then if I bring Nottingham Forest into the equation as well, they play Southampton uh, in a week's time uh, next Monday night. Then they play at home to Ch- uh, away to Chelsea, sorry. At home to Arsenal on the penultimate uh, weekend and then finish the season against Crystal Palace. So Forest against Southampton and Crystal Palace, win. they can get wins in them two games. They probably must win. Yeah. And I think they could sneak something against this Chelsea team. They absolutely can, can yeah, if they're so, on it. That's why I think, for me, it's Leeds that will also go down with Everton and Southampton. I don't want to Looking go all-in on Leeds, Everton... Southampton, but it, right now it feels like that is the more likely scenario. Yeah, 100%. Especially if Leicester win tonight as well. Yeah, it would more or less make me feel confident about that. Yeah. Uh, I don't think there was anything else we missed. I'm just trying to think, was there a game Friday? No, there wasn't. No. But, uh, that's what got me confused because there was a game on Friday that made me even more depressed and it also involved Manchester United and Aston Villa teams. Oh, the women's game, I think. What do you mean? It was like the men's under 18s? Genuinely, I was more like sad after that one than <sighs> the men's one. It was depressing. Oh. I was very happy with that win. If people want to hear about thoughts on that, where can they go? Uh, head over to Women's Football Talk, where on Tuesday we will have a full recap of the weekend's games in the WSL, the Champions League semi-finals, and everything else that's happened around the world of football. Yes, watch that Champions League semi-final. It's on tonight. Dizone, the YouTube channel, for free. In four hours. Remember what it was no. like watching free Champions League football? Remember those days? Free oh, ten to pay because you still have to pay your TV license. But YouTube freer than now. Mm, true. Uh, right, into the championship now because a lot has happened this past uh, weekend. A lot. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, relegation has been confirmed for Blackpool and Wigan Athletic following uh, their results this weekend. Blackpool lost on Friday night to Millwall, three goals to two, whilst Wigan played out a one-all draw with Reading. So that has put an end to their stay in the Championship. Reading uh, are on the brink of relegation because Huddersfield Town uh, won yesterday against Cardiff City and they still have another game in hand so a point for Huddersfield in that game in hand will see Reading relegated they can technically stay up if Huddersfield lose their remaining games and there's also yeah Rotherham are playing as we're recording against Middlesbrough yeah correctly yeah it's just just about time yeah I think Reading deserve it as well did you see the scenes when I think it was Wigan did score to go ahead and it created a little bit of a fight between Reading fans and Wigan fans. Yeah. So you shouldn't be fighting, lads. You should be consoling each other. Yeah, you're both for going down. You're, you're both going... You're both suffering. Mm. But, uh, yeah, not nice for either of them sides. Uh, in the playoff ends, so, as we said, Middlesbrough are currently playing. Now Luton Town play later on this evening. Coventry have all but secured their place in the playoff, I think, unless they were to lose yeah, this all, weekend. Goal difference, and goal, difference. goal difference is the key. They're ahead, but yeah. it's it's not like, fully guaranteed. A massive, massive difference. So there's still a slight chance, but they look good. They're peaking at a yeah. good time. Mm-hmm. Fantastic 2 0 winner uh, against Birmingham City this past weekend. So uh, they're on the rise. Millwall, like we said, they won on Friday night to move themselves into that playoff spot. And then Sunderland, uh, they are just outside it after they drew 2 2 against Watford. And they're almost West out Bournemouth. of it. They came from behind to get that yeah. draw as well. So it was, it was a good comeback. As well. I think it was, uh, it was a last minute goal as well. And there was just a video clip going around of Tony Mowbray doing a little skip. <laughs> yeah. Got the, yeah. Uh, Patrick Roberts with the 95th minute equaliser there for. Sunderland and then West Brom again they still keeping their slim playoff chances alive after they beat Norwich 2-1 uh, coming back from a goal down so they can still get playoffs as well Blackburn can also as well because I've just realised they've got yeah the only hand, thing going against them is tonight. their goal difference yeah Unless they just batter Luton completely yeah well I mean it would it, Luton could help them out in that sense because they've got nothing to play for I don't know, I feel like Luton would want to finish third. I, I think you would... I mean, we still expect it to be a Luton-Middlesbrough player final, so... I don't know, if I'm honest. <laughs> it's all about Coventry. <laughs> uh, it's going to be uh, an interesting uh, game between Luton and Blackburn later on. Uh, like you say, both having... Well, Blackburn having playoff implications more... Uh, than Luton Town. Uh, down into League One and this weekend saw Plymouth Argyle and Ipswich Town get promoted. Uh, so congratulations to both teams there who will be playing in the Championship next season. However, the title race is still going to come down to the final day as Plymouth lead it by one point, but Ipswich do have a much superior goal difference. So if Plymouth were to lose this weekend and Ipswich were to draw at least, then Ipswich would win the title by goal difference. I was going to say, that goal difference is incredible, 66. How many goals did they end up scoring against Exeter? Uh, it finished 6-0 in the end. I don't know. 
it's gone wrong. That was yeah, they, they scored their sixth and final goal two minutes after the break. Like, <laughs> Exited definitely, like, just can't, can't be asked for the rest of the season. Yeah. Got nothing left to play for, so sure. Uh, so, in the terms of the rest of the playoffs, it's going to again come down to the final day. So, you got Bolton are on 78 points, and obviously confirmed a playoff team but that final spot between Derby County and Peterborough will come down to the final day you've got Derby on 76 points Peterborough on 74 so uh, next week and on Sunday is going to be massive so Derby they travel to Sheffield Wednesday whilst Peterborough uh, give me a second sorry Barnsley so both of them actually play third and fourth respectively so it's going to be interesting to see mm. Who takes that final playoff place? Uh, down at the bottom, again, still to play for because Cambridge have got uh, a game in hand over everyone. Um, a win for them would move them out of the relegation zone and would shove Milton Keynes dance into it. So anyone can still go down from Oxford downwards. So Oxford, MK Dons, Morecambe, and Cambridge will go down. See, Morecambe came from behind as well to just salvage mm-hmm. something and take it to the final day. And one of the goal scorers I was interested by, Umar Nias. As in former Everton, Umar Nias. Yes, like I'd forgotten that he went down to that level. I didn't realise he had gone down to that level. <laughs> it's pretty extraordinary. Uh, interesting looking at Morecambe, their, their final day fixture, if you've seen it. Uh, I don't know, so I'll let you take that away. They're playing Exeter. <laughs> See, lads, you've got a chance. A bit of hope. A bit of hope, indeed. <clears throat> Excuse me. Two. Go to League Two. Uh, so, still fighting for uh, that second place between Stevenage, uh, Northampton and... Stockport County, although Stockport are probably going to have to settle for third place. Sorry, they will have to settle for third place because they can't catch Stevenage, who are on 82 points. Northampton are on yeah, 80, are. Stockport 78. Um, again, playoffs is still very, very close between uh, Mansfield in eighth and Carlisle in fifth. There's only three points separating those sides. So, Bradford do have a game in hand, and I don't know if you know. Looking at those points, Bradford technically can still finish third. Well, yeah, if they win their game in hand, they will go to seventy-eight points, and then win that win on the final day would put them on to eighty-one points. So, could Mark we see Matthew decide? Yeah, could we see them get automatically promoted? Uh, just so they've got to face Crew on Wednesday away and then home game against Leighton Orient on the final day who obviously have won the league already yeah and we've seen in the relegation fight in that league as well Jeff Selling announces he's leaving Sky and his beloved Hartlepool get relegated on the same day mm. I mean I think uh, it was inevitable <laughs> in the end but, yeah, uh, yes, uh, they, very sad. They, they won but it, yeah, the results went against them. Crawley jury with Warsaw, which relegated them mm-hmm. in the end. Yeah, very unfortunate for Hartlepool United. 
Yeah, so we go for the European leagues now. Yes, like so what price to start really in Italy, Napoli? Yes. Oh, good God, so close. <laughs> You've got to wait another week, lads. They always will just have the celebrations anyway. Oh, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. Well, with how uh, everything was going during the game and before the game, with how the other results went, you're thinking they had already celebrated it. Yeah, like seeing was it when they announced it in the stadium the Inter Milan score, mm. Inter Lazio. Yeah, what that was amazing. <laughs> it's just one of the sights in it in football. It's just yep, this is huge. Beautiful. Yeah. Uh, so on the result, Napoli ended up drawing one-one with Salernitana. Uh, Brule Dia with an 84th minute equaliser for uh, Salernitana to put on hold Napoli's title celebrations. Elsewhere, Inter Milan beat Lazio by three goals to one. And uh, Juventus drew one all with Bologna. Fiorentina put five past Sampdoria. And then on Saturday, uh, AC Milan and Roma played out a one all draw and Atalanta beat Torino by two goals to one. So the fight for them European places from Atalanta upwards is going to be very, very interesting because two points separate Inter in fourth and Atalanta in seventh. So it's going to be a very tasty uh, fight there in Italy. Over in Germany this weekend and Bayern Munich have reclaimed top spots after beating Hertha Berlin by two goals to nil and Dortmund dropping points on Friday. Dortmund Hotspur. Like, yeah. they, they are absolute bottom. Why do they keep doing this? They get given the greatest chance and they just find a new way to screw it up. Yeah. I mean, it just feels like you expect it, though, with Dortmund now. They went behind after five minutes, but then equalised pretty much straight away. But then what happened? It just ridiculous. Yeah, so, so this. poor. This mm. is why you're not going to be champions ever. You keep, exactly. You're not consistent enough. Yes. Uh, third place Union It's the Berlin, least consistent drew... Bayern Munich team in years and you still can't win it. Yeah, it's just it's one of them where they're dangling the carrot in front of the donkey and they just can't take the full bite. I know what it's like. It's like waving a toy in front of my dog's face but then throwing it away. Well, mm. Pretending you've thrown it away and it's just hit a behind them but they've gone running like suckers. <laughs> yeah. It really is. Uh, elsewhere in the Bundesliga, Union Berlin drew nil nil with Bayer Leverkusen. Fourth place, Freiburg. <clears throat> they managed to beat Cologne by one goal to nil. Down at the bottom, Schalke managed to beat Werder Bremen by two goals to one. Uh, so we still have a very, very close uh, race between Schalke, Bochum, Stuttgart and Hoffenheim and even Augsburg now. It's very close. Four points separating Schalke in twenty uh, in seventeenth on twenty seven and Augsburg in thirteenth with thirty one points. So them last four games in the Bundesliga are going to be very very close. Yeah, definitely. I, I wouldn't move on to Spain. Oh, okay, yeah. I was going to get one. Oh, where, where, yep. where's you going? <laughs> we'll go to Spain. Well, it, it, PSG deserved their own segment right at the end because they're an embarrassment. <laughs> okay, uh, Barcelona edging ever closer to. The La Liga title beating Real Betis by four goals to nil. Andreas Christensen scoring his first Barcelona goal, which seemed weird. I thought he'd scored already before them. I thought no idea. I forgot he was there. Mm. Uh, but good scenes towards the end as 15 year old Lamine Yamal came on yeah, for. This is mad. I hate this. 
It was born in 2007, for fuck's sake. Trust me, I already know that with the NWSL. This is a disgrace. I'm already, yeah. This is not 2007, good. it's not 15 years ago. The it's even more annoying that he looked absolutely quality in the yeah, well, cinema. And in training, like the chef, he's been really high praise of him. Like, he's just non-stop talking of how good he is. Like, what? Like, the midfield uh, could genuinely just be Pedri, Gavi and this guy. Hmm. And then De Jong is the old fella at 25. <laughs> <laughs> Still younger than me. I mean, technically older than me, so <laughs> get him. This is painful. Uh, yeah, it is mental. Uh, elsewhere, Real Madrid beat Almira by four goals to two. Karen Benzema doing what he does best, scoring a first half hat trick. Anyone else surprised there? No is the answer. Uh, elsewhere in the league, Atletico Madrid beat Real Valladolid by five goals to two. Uh, again, nothing really surprising there. Down at the bottom, Valencia lost 2-1 to Cadiz in a big, big uh, loss for them. Moves Cadiz up uh, into 14th on 35 points. Valencia sit just outside the relegation zone on 33. So that battle is going to come right down to the wild. Four points separating Hatafe in 19th. And it is in 14th. More worrying when you see Espanyol beat Itafa as well. Yeah. It's, like, oh, it really has thrown, are still there. Yeah, it's thrown uh, the cat amongst the pigeons. That's the second time phrase I've said that. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's a very wide open uh, relegation battle in uh, La Liga. It is. Want to keep it on, as we keep saying every week now, to the other embarrassments of European football PSG. Yeah, Jesus. Season three, one to Lorient. It's just what a Lorient team that was mid-table, and you get done over three-one PSG. Like yeah, what? God knows. I don't know what happened. Yeah, all I was seeing was the clips just endlessly popping up. Say PSG are losing this, and I mean it doesn't help that they played seventy minutes with ten men after Hakimi got yeah. his second yellow card. Completely deserved as well. Oh, yeah. But at the same time, you're still PSG. You should still be able to beat Lorient with 10 players. Like, it's ridiculous. It's bad. It's bad enough when the only goal you can score is the cheapest of goals ever. Mm. Uh, they've really blown the title race wide open as well with Marseille beating Auger <laughs> uh, by two goals to one to make it uh, a five-point gap now at the top of the French League. So... PSG, you got to be looking over your shoulders, lads. Yeah, a little bit, but they've just got to win. Every game now they've played, looking at all their games, they've got Trois, Jacques, I don't know how to say any of these names, in the French pronunciation, Strasbourg, and then Clermont for on the last day. I think they should be fine. Yeah, I mean, Clermont are the only team in the top half that they've got to face. Everyone else is in and around the relegation zone, so... Like you say, it should be fine. Uh, speaking of that relegation battle of, uh, between Brest, Nantes, Strasbourg and Auger, only one point separating them to see who will be the fourth and final team going down because this is the first season they've done four relegation teams. Yeah, it's it? this weird thing they announced at the start of the season we're going to relegate four of you and then uh, four are coming up. Yeah. yeah. And it's just like, hang on, lads. When, like, everyone seems to have forgotten that this has happened. Yeah, it's odd. Do you want to do the League 2? The League 2 standings? 
Uh, I've got a bit of La Havre currently top of the league. They've only lost one game all season, having won four, having won eighteen and drawn fourteen. So close to an invincible's run, and they look like they are going to come up. I don't know what happens after that because for some reason he's got it up that two teams are getting promoted. He's probably like a player from third through seventh, a bit like uh, the national league. I don't understand what this whole setup is. I'm very confused. Bordeaux are currently second, three points clear on 62 points of Mets. And yeah, these are interesting. But, you know, Dijon are, used to be like Liege, Liege one regulars. Mm. They're currently 19th, second, second from bottom. bottom. Wow. So, not going well for them. Saint Etienne. Yeah, Saint Etienne is less surprising. They were obviously deducted yeah. three points, and they were in a bit of a mess off field when they were relegated last season. If you remember those scenes, yes, I do. Is uh, Claude Paul? I'm more surprised by I'm more surprised by Gijon. They were in Europe not long ago. Mm. Only two, maybe three seasons back. Who was you trying to say was the Saint Etienne? Boss. I wasn't too sure whether it was still uh, Claude Powell, but it's not. It's uh, Laurent Battles or Batches. Batches. I mean, good God forbid if it was still Claude Powell. Hmm. I mean, that man was horrendous there. <laughs> the whole situation was a mess. I think yes, that's uh, everything, almost. Yeah. I believe that is everything. I have anything else. There was something I forgot to mention. It was talking about Newcastle and Southampton. It was a an image that had gone around on Twitter. I don't know if you'd seen this. It was a picture from the Southampton away end. So for any of the listeners, you think hmm, Newcastle's away end is pretty shocking. Oh, it's it's closer to heaven than it is to the pitch. Yeah. So you're thinking, right? You're a child. You want to carry a sign with you. You want to wish the players luck. Maybe get a nice souvenir when you come home. Probably not best to take that in Newcastle's away ground and put a shirt up saying, "James Ward Price, can I have your shirt, please?" Yeah, it's um. I mean, unless he's got the world's best vision, all magnifying, um, not magnifying, what binoculars? That's the one I was looking for. The thing is, Aaron Rodgers. It's going to how Mary up there, is it? Yeah, well, even that, we'll probably still get to the back of the Newcastle. And He's going to kick that. it up there. Just, all right, lads, hang on. We'll send it up to you. I think <laughs> it was good, but I don't think it's that amazing. Yeah, just if he could get it up there, he's in the wrong sport. It should be an NFL. Oh, <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, they do play rugby at St. James's Park, so just get one of the rugby lads that is it for this week's show. Uh, we'll be back later on this week to have a look back at the midweek Premier League action and ahead to another weekend of drama, potentially. I hope so. Keep saying the same. I want more entertainment. Exactly. And I'm here for all of it. Uh, in the meantime, make sure you like and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts from and that you're following us on Twitter at Pod for all the latest news and stories as and when it happens. In the meantime, we'll see you soon.